entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood. Or this pop, this hot, or this strong. With so many different flows, this one's for this song. The next one, I'll switch up. This one will get bit up. These fools too lazy to make up shit. They crazy, they don't. It's TBD. We're back in the building. We back in the building. It's been a nice few days lately. Kind of, sort of. Has it been snowing? So I guess that's a plus. Yeah, it's been it's been brick out. It windy Williams. It was oh, it was Windy Williams yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was moving me all over the place. It was bad. Felt like I needed a hungry man meal. I don't know if you ever seen that commercial before, but yeah, you. Kid dummy. I'm just saying, man. That shit was moving and grooving me, dog. I'm like, damn. Let me go in the crib. Please do. But first off, I want to give a quick shout out to Jay Will and his team. They might have just shook the game up again as far as college goes with these top athletes. Mm. Did you see that shit? I mean, yeah, I saw it. I saw it this morning. You know, our, our group chat had thrown that shit in there, and I was reading the article. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know about this shit. But yeah, man. not surprising. It's crazy. It's like overtime elite, $100,000 salaries for the top high school prospects who decide to, you know, commit to this. Be able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness, basically become pros in high school. So at first, that's immediately going to change your life and your family's life, whether you end up making it to the league or not, because they're paying for your college education and all those things. It's a, it's basically a career path for you to go and make a career in high school. If you're one of those guys and you cut out having to go to college, unless you want to go to college. And it's like people, you know, ah, this is going to ruin college sports. Why are you trying to mess up the, the system that's in place, and it's like, why not? <laughs> that's my question. Think about it. Everybody was sitting watching Zion running up and down, slamming shit, wearing his Duke jersey. His name not on it though, but everybody know what the number was and who it was associated with. He ain't making no money off of that. None of that. None of that merch. Any of it. All those created things that. Zion drove the ratings up for and the money up for and the apparel up for. He gets zero dollars from it. He goes to overtime elite. He's profiting double, probably. He probably got stock in that top shot shit, whatever, whatever that is. <laughs> His virtual collection cards and shit. He probably has super stock in that if he does this. But you know, everybody don't like people hating on it now. Why? I don't know shit you told me. <laughs> they don't like the system, man. The college system is 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 made for the, the universities to make money. No, I mean, we know that. Like, I mean, I think people also kind of realize, like, just to paint the picture, how much bread did you make coming out of school? What what was your what was your yearly salary for how much you was making coming out of college? This is with a college education. Who knows? Not enough. <laughs> Not even close to a hundred thousand. I mean, you know how the market is. You can barely get a job coming out of school. Exactly. So, I mean, I'll tell you right now, because I mean, where I work right now is my first job out of college and I'm making under 30,000 a year. So imagine being a high school student and being able to touch six figures. Like, is it a million dollars? No, it's not. But having a six figure income is is groundbreaking in our communities and places where we're from like that changes like that can change that's generational wealth being applied to individuals and in in these specific communities like it has a monumental impact so that's why it, that's why it is a big shout out to jay will for doing all this like 
these guys need that opportunity. Like bunk if they don't make it to the league. Like, like, and another part of that deal, which I read in the article, is even if you don't end up making it to the league, they set aside money for you to be able to get a college education as well. Hello. They're living. Isn't, isn't that what everybody loves and preaches about this? Oh, you're getting a free education and you can be successful <laughs> out of school. Nah. That's what happened in your era. Exactly. <laughs> this ain't that. That college education, you mean most people degrees is not even the field that they're working in. At all. But that piece of paper got a lot of power, I guess. Hmm, boy, is it. It's a, unless most, you want to. <laughs> most expensive piece of paper I ever bought. Man. <laughs> just imagine if it, if it ripped, burnt up or something. Damn. Shit. I just got to go back and get another one, huh? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, and. Not for nothing, like it'll, it'll cut out the middleman, you know, that 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 issue that sometimes like we're starting to see a lot of in these college sports, just a quick aside, like, I guess if you wanted to rally me up, like, yo, I need you to stay on the plantation so we can win the game, huh? What, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was he trying to say reservation? Nah, I mean, reservation still sound crazy anyway. Right, they don't even go together. And nigga said, he said plantation. He said it twice, bro. Yeah, we probably got, we, we got to go. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Honestly, I'm, I'm walking out the gym. I'm taking the jersey off. You got this, bro. I'm not. Nah. I don't know how. Like, bro, I, I really, I just was puzzled to the full extent. How do you just let something like that, like, and they're, and they're like, that is a microcosm of what black people deal with on a daily basis. White people having the privilege to say what they want and without care. Um, and, and like, those are the things that we have to pick up on to realize who's, in, who's, you know, aligned with us and who's um, an ally and who's not like, those are the little microcosms that we have to pay attention to, to realize who is really down for us and who's not, who's willing to really help for us and who's not like, because there's no way that you can be coaching black males for all these years and you make a slip up like that. That's not, that doesn't just, that, that means that word is in your vocabulary. You don't That's just- who you are. One, one, it's not even like, like you ain't even say a commonly racist phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never heard that one before. He said it was original. It was original racist. <laughs> and like, that's OG for real. And it's just like, bruh. These are the people who are supposed to be shaping the minds of the youth and leading characters of men and improving, you know, you're, you're supposed to be an asset, an ally. And it's like, it's all cool about, you know, he offered to resign and like, that's yeah, all- that's cool. Cute. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. He about to call up the, uh, the rehab center Riley Cooper went to. Hmm. Same John, probably. I right, come on, man. Like, it's just... You gotta do better, please. <laughs> please, it's like I just it it blows my mind that like whenever we see this, it's always people who's like, oh, it's like it's an honest mistake. That's not who he is. He's a man of good character. Like yes. men of good character do bad things all the time, and they're good characters to get out of jail free card. Literally, most times that allows them to continue to do the same bad shit. You comfortable saying that? That's all. Like it ain't something that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I just, it's like, like it's, it's 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 wild to me. It disconnects. It's wild to me, man. But you know, I just I I wanted to get that out of the way because it just like shit like you know me that shit shit like that burns me up. I hate that shit too. I hate the little microcosms. I hate all that shit. I don't I don't I don't fuck with it. It's not for me. I don't just sit back and take it. I'm not one of those people. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, nah, it's 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 wild to me. But I mean, we got a couple of days left before the All Star break hits. Mm. What would you say? <laughs> There's two teams I'm thinking of. I'm going to see if you can get them. There's it's a team in the East, team in the West, and they're, they're probably the two most surprising teams in the league. Not named the Jazz. Not named the Jazz. Uh, oh, Suns. 
Sons of Phoenix, the- yes. Um, and then probably the Knicks as well, obviously, because I mean the Knicks are playing like an NBA franchise this year. It's weird. I don't know how I really feel. How you feel about that? You know, that's that's to be honest. I mean, it's nice to see like New York actually like being a real franchise and not being a huge disappointment. Like uh Julius Randle playing at I mean, I like Julius Randle coming out of Kentucky. I always thought he was gonna be a solid hooper, like ex ex Laker. <laughs> Def ex Laker. Um, uh, they got the young, got boy team over there. the young boy quickly is hooping Frank uh, Nilakita. I mean, he's always been a sol- solid defender, um, even though people hate him, <laughs> even though they do hate, hate him, him out there because he doesn't score, which is, I mean, like, this is not his game, like, he's not a scorer, like, that's not what he's ever I, like. I think he's a good backup point guard for a really good team, like, I think that's what his, his hype will be, but. Uh, it's nice to see that the Knicks are playing well, but I think I think this Suns team, this Suns team is something different. Like the addition of Chris Paul and Jay Crowder on that team, two season gritty vets. Um, you got the three point shooting and Jay, you know, and the defense, three and D guy. And Chris Paul is just orchestrating the whole thing masterfully, like just crazy. And I know you be hating on him, and he not your guy. It's not even hate, man. It's you just, be hating, bro. Don't do it's that. It's a clear view of of what people like to claim as fact. I'm just, you know, it's, it's just me, man. It's just, it's just I mean, what I'm saying. Give him his props, though. Give him his flowers. That's so listen, good. listen, 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 listen. I'm not the biggest of Chris Paul fans, but I'm not going to be one of those guys who denies talent and what people bring to a team. I'm not going to be one of them guys. <laughs> I will say it's hard to win games and championships with small guards as your go-to primary good guy, at least to me. But I'm also biased when it comes to guards. I like big guards. That's just me. But all that aside, Chris Paul is one of those guys who's a culture shifter. He's a game changer, literally. He went to the Suns, who was <laughs> – of an afterthought in the NBA. Oh, Phoenix is a dope place to go. We can have some fun down here while we blow these niggas out by 50. <laughs> uh, they got Dev Booker. At least we can at least we can get a good good run in. He's gonna give us some hoops back. <laughs> they ain't got a chance of winning. Now all of a sudden, hello. <laughs> we we the two C. Uh-oh. <laughs> and like the, the players is one thing. But you was talking to me about front offices, and it's funny that you mentioned both the Nets. I mean, not the Nets. You mentioned the Suns and the Knicks, and both of those front offices have some type of, you know, similarities. In what way? Well, you got Monty Williams mm-hmm. in Phoenix. Champ, I don't know if I don't know if people really call him that, but that was apparently his nickname, James Jones. Who you know, a lot of people was like, "Oh, what does James Jones know about managing a roster or anything like that?" Ex player, he's going to be an afterthought. Blah, blah, blah. Homie, don't homie never played on any of his championship teams. He was right. on the bench. He was a player coach. He was Udonis Haslam. He was one of them Udonis. guys. Well, Udonis, Udonis. I mean, they both played. We ain't going to trip, but like. They didn't play enough. Well, he didn't play enough. I should James say. Jones did not play meaningful minutes in any of those championships. He barely got no, in. No, no, he got no, in but, the last but, few minutes. But but you know he was around great talent. And he was around great situations. So he he got a chance to see what works and what doesn't as a player, which is probably why he's having success. Yeah. Then you look at the Knicks. They got Leon Rose over there. Worldwide West is over there, low key doing his thing, and you're seeing the you seeing this, the culture shift back for the Knicks and shift forward for the Nets. I mean, for for the Suns, I keep saying the Nets because New York's popping, but <laughs> both of those front offices have something that you brought to my attention, and it's it's diversity within the upper ranks. You think that's a factor factor or just something that happens yeah, to be that's coincidence? Not, that's not a coincidence. Nah, like, that's what they that's what they're gonna tell me. Obviously, that's what they're gonna say because they wanna keep the good old boys the good old boys club, but today is a new day. <laughs> today is a new day. Hello. <laughs> and speak it now. You know, what did we just see in the Super Bowl in the NFL? The most diverse coaching staff in the league won the Super Bowl. What do in- we 
in one of the most trying times for sure prior with no prior even practice to handle in a pandemic and it's an organization that necessarily isn't known for winning Super Bowls. Is it known for winning? Not since Keisha on and them. For sure. So, <laughs> like, so Rondé Barber and all them guys, like Warren said, like, come on now. Like they haven't they haven't been a perennial team since then. And so when you look at the NBA and you see these teams with very diverse cultures who are, you know, their teams are playing well and they're managing managing their team very well. It's, it's not a coincidence. Like, we are talented. We can do anything that we put our minds to. We can do anything that they can do. So we're nipping this notion in the butt. It's done. It's done, bun. We're putting it to bed. And that's it. Like, y'all not about to keep using this stereotype and these ideologies against us to say that we don't deserve these opportunities. We're proving y'all wrong day in and day out in many different levels and it's like <laughs> it's it's on such a large scale because like not only do the like this is a this is a uh, it's a necessity because the leagues are so diverse mm -hmm. and they're applying pressure you know and the, and the locker rooms are so diverse but time and time again like we see all the time and any coaching staff the head coaches the assistant coaches they're almost always white not to say that that's a bad thing but diversity is something that needs to be you know shown like it, it's reflected on the field it should be reflected in the management as well right because then when you have pr nightmares because you have bad people doing bad things or people doing things that are dishonest those type of situations might be better handled when you have a diverse culture and a diverse set of people who are employed. So you can handle those things in, in, in a way where your, your, your statements don't come across as hollow and insensitive. Like we see in baseball time and time again, all the time, <laughs> like you like baseball is, is a fucking wreck. Like you got kids going, you got sons of, of of prominent figures going at their their fathers talking about yeah they know about sexual assaults and stuff like that's a bad culture but it's cultivated when you don't diversify your management because not everybody is going to be okay with just seeing something and being quiet diversity will allow a lot of people to get get their true thoughts off because they'll feel comfortable in spaces that they normally don't feel comfortable in. And then that needs to be a thing that happens. And you learn more. There's no negative to hearing other points of views. Like it, it, either you, if you hear it, if you don't think it's going to work or if it doesn't seem like it's a viable solution, then you don't use it. But at the end of the day, if you didn't hear it, you would never know. So, I mean, you just can never, like, I think that's the, like, that's the key rule to business. Like, even when you look at Google, Google, Apple, they took over the whole media tech market because they did things the opposite of a regular business. They created their own formula. They went against the grain. You keep doing, trying to do things like other people, or you keep trying to conform to these old ideologies, you're going to get old ass results facts and like when you go against the status quo especially in the business model like you will find success in those when when everyone's going left and you go right you can find this especially when it comes to sports and like you have to have a diverse set of people managing these players because like look at the nba like two two of the top five people that are up for the MVP considerations right now are not from America at all. And B's not from America. Nikola Jokic isn't from America, but you know, they, they were found by people who were given the opportunity to even put their small little non-known place that they're from on the map in the first place. You know, like, like, think about it. Where does Bill Self end up finding? <laughs> Where do you find Joel Embiid at? Thank you, Luke Baamute. Like, <laughs> where? <laughs> where do you find that type of guy? I tell you this, he, he ain't stepped one toe in Africa. I tell you that much. 
I'd be surprised. That would be dope to see. Man, ain't no way he did, bro. Ain't no way. I mean, I, you never know, man. They, they, I mean, there's all you know, like you, there, there's there's root like there's rumors Nick Saban them dudes flying in on helicopters in the middle of the hood, yeah. showing it off. That's how you land. That's how you land recruits, and probably you know a couple bags of money. But nah, who's counting these days? <laughs> you know, who's counting these days? But but back to Embiid and Jokic, like we've had this debate a while. I'm seeing it on Twitter. <clears throat> My man, A. Will, y'all, you and A. Will, not going at it, but having a little discussion. For sure. Jokic, Jokic, better, Jokic better than Embiid, dog. Like, he, he passed better. He averaged more assists. I don't – I can't I can't do it. I can't rock with, 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 with Joker over Embiid. It's not to say the Joker's not good. Right. No slight against him, but when right. I look at Embiid – and I look at Joker, it's only one of them guys that I look at and I say, you know what? He's the most skilled center to ever play the game of basketball. Only one of them guys I can say that to be true. And it's not the guy with the with, <laughs> with the low cut and the fat body. It's not him. It's him B. He's the most skilled big I've ever seen. Period. That automatically takes you to be better than Jokic, in my opinion. But then when you look at everything, the numbers and what he's averaging, 29, psych, 30. <laughs> he's averaging 30. It's not 29. You know how the stiffers get. It's 30. Yeah, 30. 11 <laughs> on 50, 40, 80 as a center. <gasps> Ooh, That's nuts. Bonkers. It's not to say that Jokic couldn't do those type of things, but it's just like if there was Heisman moments in the NBA, Joel Embiid had his last night. Oh, easily. Now, before you give him his praise, I need to hear you say something good about my guy. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, bro. I, a few episodes ago, I gave, I said I'm a cool out. He hit a big shot for us. Bro, who is he? He's what, what are you announcing pronouns? What's going on? Inform me. I don't know who he could be. He, me, you, shoot. I gave Tobias Harris his credit. Okay. Who? I gave Toby his credit. I gave him his credit. But no, he deserves it again. After last night's performance, like, and also people gotta realize. That whole game, he was really trying to fill himself out again because he had just missed a few games due to his knee bruise that he had, uh, which thankfully came back negative. But in the overtime period, he showed out. Like, he took control of the game, attacked uh, Derek Favors off the dribble and O'Neal off the dribble several times to get easy buckets. And they were rotating guys through there. Bogdanovich was, was in there as well. Like, they were trying to throw whatever guys that they had on him and it wasn't it wasn't making no type of difference like he was having his way he comes down the first possession and rips through and gets to the gets to the cup easily and lays it in like and then the, the last ceiling bucket is my favorite shot you know the turnaround post jumper great footwork type shit i hit it i hit that shit on you several times type shit i'm sorry you know like that's the type of you know why are you look confused, bro? You know what I mean? You know, for the people who like, like your, your, pronouns, your, pronouns, your pronouns is fucking me up. You was talking about you hit that shit on me. Like, yeah, remember in the summer? Motherfuckers really got poor memory. You don't remember in the summertime outside? <laughs> and I was, you mean, giving you the shake and rattle and roll and all that, you mean? Oh, so the funk that I showed you. Okay. Okay. I do. I do remember that day. What? I do remember showing it to you. Yeah, I do. I do. Excuse I do. me. I do. I do. No, I. I do. I remember. Excuse me. I, now you're. Now you're back to me. <laughs> Me's and you's. I guess. Whatever you say, dog. But look, no, man. No, but yeah, he had he had a great game last night, especially in that in that overtime. Like he he really sealed that win first, but. To the bigger point of Joel Embiid, like he is the better player. Like, and I think you made a great point on Twitter last night about the differences of how each player is used on each team. Like, they obviously run the offense more through Jokic 
in uh in denver but in philly he is the focal point he is they run the offense through him but he's also the scorer on the team like he he's the guy but you're just like i think it's just different for me watching joel and beating the sixers this season just because i've seen the progression i've seen the joel and not saying you haven't either because you have as well especially working in philly but just seeing that progression of like him not playing at all then him kind of playing and getting nicks and bruises and not being in shape. And now like really seeing everything culminate together and seeing him as the full player that we thought he was going to be a few years ago. It's just nice to see him. But it also lets me know that you have to be patient with these players. There is no written timetable for any one of them. Like we keep, you know, harping on Ben Simmons, like, he could eventually find his way. Like, and there's no, you can't say, well, look, time's up on, I mean, obviously there's going to be a time stamp. There's eventually going to be a time where you have to figure out what you're going to do with him. But at the same time, these players are individuals at the, at, at their core. Like they, you got to let them maturate and mature at their own pace. Yeah. And like, like, like you said, like we had expectations for Joel and B coming in to, you know, to start his career and, we didn't have those expectations for Jokic because he wasn't on the radar like that. He was a skilled Euro big. Okay, we've seen those before. <laughs> I've seen this before. You know, I've <laughs> like we say with a space table, I've seen this before. And like, <laughs> maybe he pops up and he, he turns in, into a, a, a skilled version of Dirk, a different version of Dirk. Or maybe he turns into fucking Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, you know, what if he's healthy type of guy? You know, that's the medium. He's closer to the good, crazy, skilled Dirk than he is the random Euro, I'm always hurt, same story. Chris Why are you throwing shade at Porzingis, bro? Because I don't feel the whole how like people big him up because – of what he could be if he's healthy. Okay. <laughs> T-Mac, my favorite player ever, could have been one of the craziest dudes ever if he ain't get hurt all the time, but he did. Brandon Roy. I, go. I mean, Brandon Roy, like, <laughs> him and Damon and all them guys, they could have been crazy. They, who knows what happens over there, but, you know, Damn. no one knew what Jokic was going to be. Chill, chill, chill. You ain't even really put that, yeah, it would have been would have been nuts. Would have been nuts. Would have been nuts. But like expectations aside, like both players are extremely, extremely good. But like I said earlier, like it's a difference between being the focal point of the offense and the facilitator of an offense. And Jokic is good enough to be able to score while facilitating, but they use his talents best that way. You're not going to have Shaq being able to just post anybody up and and start him up at the at the at the foul line. Yeah. You know you're going to cater the offense around what your best players do best. And it just so happens that in Joel Embiid's case, he's the better player off the dribble. He's the better player in the triple threat. He's the better player on the catch, jab, and shoot as opposed to maybe the catch and shoot when Jokic is set, but. Those things make him not only the better player between the two, to me, and it makes him the most skilled big man to play in the NBA ever. No, facts. And look, even the passing thing, like, people also got to understand, like, the way these teams are also constructed are completely different. Like, Jokic is basically on a team where they don't – have a true point guard and he has just a whole bunch of shooters and scorers surrounding him shooters or slashers that's, that's ideal for a good passer exactly when you more spacing exactly but you have a sixers team where you've got a lot of length limited shooting but great defense and a point guard who is 610 a lockdown defender and is a slasher essentially for the team so you got to use him to kind of facilitate and pass the ball and play through him a little bit, because if you don't, he's just a cog out there, not attached to anything. So yeah, and like, him we, like the offense. you can admit if you watch enough, not even to say that people don't watch enough, but like just looking at the roster construction, like 
knowing what the players can do on the Sixers, the roster is always going to look clunky because of how Ben Simmons plays. So if you were to drop Joel Embiid in Denver and Jokic in Philly, who knows what that type of team looks like in Philly because of what Jokic can't do for the Sixers specifically. Mm-hmm. He can shoot threes like Joel Embiid can, not the defender. but the way that they come aren't going to be the same. They're not going to be catching, you know, jab three times, two dribbles, step back, step back, pump fake three. Like we saw kids to jazz, it's going to be a long, a long standing catch and shoot off of created offense and movement and things of that nature. Not to say that it wouldn't be able to work for you with, with Jokic and Philly, but I don't know if he averages that same amount of assists in Philly that he would in Denver. Yeah. Now, would Embiid average the same amount of assists as Jokic? Probably not, but. He'd probably still average 30 and 12 <laughs> because you really can't double Joel Embiid in the post if he wanted to get down there every day with the likes of Jamal Murray and them guys over there ready to shoot off. It would be different because he's also always kind of sort of playing four on five when Ben Simmons doesn't have the ball if he's not running around and being active as a cutter, as a screener as a slasher, which he, I'm going to give him his credit. He's been doing a lot of, a lot better since he played the jazz and said, yeah, I felt disrespected when Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year multiple times. He's so fucking good. Was on me. So he even got 82 points on his head in two games against the Sixers. I'm done hearing Rudy Gobert is this defensive player guru muff. I'm done with it. Tell your guys I'm done. Look at my look at my mitt. <laughs> All right, I'm done. He said, "I'm fucking done." <laughs> I mean, it burns me up, man. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, watching that performance though from Ben Simmons the first time we played the Jazz at at, at Utah was was crazy. It was one of one. But I think you made a great point about that as well as watching Ben Simmons have his season high against that Jazz team and how that game kind of you know, transpired and then watching last night's game was two different games. Joel Embiid didn't even have a season high, nor did he, I don't even think he really played his best game, but he had his best moments in that game. And and you saw him take over the game and say, no, we're not losing this game. And like, that is the main, I don't care what we talk about in terms of scheming and players and, and, uh, but, but the coaching is clearly different this year. Like I, I didn't think Brett Brown was horrendous, but you can see the differences between the coaching styles and how this team is playing. Like last year, we would have lost that game. We would not have won that game last year. That would have been an L and I would have been pissed at work and I wouldn't have been as jolly as, as I am today. But because we have a legitimate coach, we found a way to win those types of games. He, he instilled that confidence in Joel Embiid to say, here, you're the guy, take the shot and you better hit it. So it's like those are the type of difference that it's that it's nice to see. So, but yeah, he's my MVP. He's my MVP. Just saying that, you know. Yeah, see, I'm I'm still rocking with with the beard. Don't worry, we'll have that conversation later. But you mean, I'm still rocking with the beard. That's all I'm gonna say. I just can't believe you can say all those great things about my guy and then still have that point of view. But you know, is what it is. I mean, if you want to talk about it later, we can talk about it later. You know. Okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna get all in a funk like. Donovan Mitchell did last night, all upset, blaming the refs. And it's just like, bro, come on. This is the day before the All-Star break. You're an All-Star. Take your frustrations out. Get some extra shots up. You know, you know know he's still mad about that rookie of the year, John, with Ben Simmons. Yeah, I get it. That's why, that's why, like, I wish we could see more Sixers jazz games because, like, I'm here for that tough, rugged, style of play because you know joe Ingles ain't no bitch either like he he from australia too <laughs> he's super too super duper duper tough <laughs> super I, duper duper. Always, I always fuck with joe Ingles. like joe Ingles yeah. is like one of my favorite players like underratedly like he's he's he because he just looks like your average white guy who's just a fucking knockdown shooter and so suave and 
and smooth in his game. Like, I just love that shit. Like, it's it's nice to watch. But, like, even, like, to be honest, didn't matter who won last night. Like, it was a great game. Like, great game bar none. So many crazy shots over here. Shout out to Jordan Clarkson, too. <sighs> Another ex-Laker. I guess that's just what we're doing today <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the themes. I'm not really feeling that. But um, I do want to know, since it is All-Star Weekend, you know, we're not going to give out awards at the halfway point right now we we've, corny we've, as shit and we don't do shit like that we've locked in our mvps that's all we really care about you know i'm going jeremy grant if we were to do something i'm going jeremy grant most improved player i, I i'm i mean i don't know i think maybe jordan clarkson could be in that conversation as well if not six I men think, i think six man is his to, to to walk away with he had 50 off the bench I mean, I hope, like, I don't, you know, you never know with these things, man. Bro, they, they, they're not going to fall out. They're not going to fall off enough to be outside of the top four, so he's going to get six men of the year. I don't know, unless my man shake get that drone, you know. Stop. All right, just, just, man, just my stop. Man, my man just was hooking the bench, though. I'm just saying. Just stop. Right. Just, just stop. I like Jordan, though. I, I ain't going to cat. I just want to know, so who do you got for, for MVP for the All-Star break? I don't know. It's always like a... It's always like who wants it this year. Like it's not ever like the guy who's playing the best right now. Or it's like right, right. Like who who wants it this year, yo? All right, you want? All right, go ahead. Like and motherfuckers really not gonna give a fuck this year because half of the motherfuckers don't even want to play in that shit. None of them want to play there. (laughs) So it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be a first time player like Jalen Brown or some shit who is gonna grab that John. Who's gonna be MVP because. All the guys who've been there before, they don't give a fuck. They worried about the championship. They worried about being ready for that playoff run. That's what everybody's on their mind. Like, especially Grizzlies players. Like, they got the most games out of anybody in this over this next stretch. So, because they had the, you know, the coronavirus shit and having to miss games, like, they have to make up all those games. They want everybody, the league wants everybody to at least have 75 games played. So... Motherfuckers not caring about some miscellaneous game for shits and giggles. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> and I and I think I think I, I think I'm rocking with your point more than I want to. <laughs> <laughs> because like them niggas ain't trying to be down there. They not trying to play in that game at all. So I feel like all the OGs who've been in that joint, they're gonna get their run in, get their sweat in. If it's close late, you I mean they're gonna turn on turn it up, give it, give, give what they want to the fans. But it's been a weird year. It's been a weird year and a half. <laughs> We're coming up on a year of the panty. Ew. I can see some weird shit happening. Definitely the panty. I can see some weird shit happening, like Zach Levine go get the all-star shit. I mean, go get the all-star MVP. Brad Bill. Dev Booker. It might be one of the young niggas who just like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm here. Might not, get, that shit. might not get here again. For all we know, it might be a somebody uh contract clause. If you get the MVP, you get extra two mil, three mil. Hey, I got something to play for now. Y'all can go ahead and get y'all sweated. Real shit. But see, I'm more concerned. Honestly, usually I'll be more concerned on, on the all-star weekend with like the dunk contest. But three players. One of them who's a shooter, which I don't like. I'm not going to say that he ain't got no chance of winning it because, like we said earlier, it might mess around, be a weird year. He pulled some shit out of his hat. But, like, Anthony Simons ain't really, like, he don't strike me as a dunker. So it was a weird it was a weird entry for me. Yeah. Now, he has had a couple bodies, smooth, fluid joints, but I'm interested to see what he can bring to the table. But my, my favorite is probably, like, I, I'm assuming Cassius Stanley wins this job because he's supposed to be the best dunker of the three. I'm surprised. But if I put that down, I'm going with my guy. What about you <laughs> say? I'm going with the Dayton game. The Dayton game. <laughs> OB, da, 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 topic, for sure. That's, Every that's day. Day. I mean, I was about to be shocked because that's your dog. That's my guy. I'm going with I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Obi because it's like you come in looking at it, it's like, oh yeah, like Derek Jones is supposed to win the dunk contest because he's a dunker. I'm expecting that, you know. I'm expecting to see some cool shit from 
Cassius Stanley because he he's always probably wanted to do something like this. He was the viral star going up, slamming all over the place. Yo, he jumped out the gym. Blah, blah, blah. All right. We haven't really seen you this much this year. You're getting your shit right. It's a stage for you. We saw Derrick Jones pop up out of nowhere in a dunk contest. Next thing you know, he's in, he's on the heat roster for the rest of the season. <laughs> he's playing now in the ball. Now he's in Portland. He's in a good situation. You it could be a springboard for Cassius. I want to see it. Who you got for the win? It's hard. I think. I think it's never who we think it is. Like ever. Like it's never who we think it is. So I think I may have to go with your guy Obi as well. I think he's just hey. like, way more explosive. Um, just remember seeing him at Dayton and all the shit he was doing. Like he was making Sports Center not because he was crossing motherfuckers up, but because he was having steals, pushing the ball forward, and throwing that shit down viciously like, between the leg me fast break windmills, like it was bad that, you know and, and like that's his thing that like it's like uh maybe he maybe it looks better in game than it does in a dunk contest setting but we'll see you know it's a shame we're not seeing you know the two other dunk contest champions your guy Don Mitchell and Zach Levine my guy like they're in they're now in a three-point contest how did I get Donovan Mitchell? That's some that's some weird shit. Really? You know, y'all y'all got brotherly love. I, no, six no. I guess not. All right. No, we beefing right now. We beefing right now. <laughs> we they they brothers. They, they <laughs> no, nah, but like like I would like to see selfishly. Like I'm always I'm always for like the small tidbits of history. I want to see a dunk contest champion also win the three point contest. So I need to either see Zach Levine win a three-point contest or Donovan Mitchell. So I'll put my bread on Zach Levine. I'm going with a big weekend for her. I think I may fuck around. I mean, my heart my heart tells me I want to go with Jason Tatum just because, I mean, you know, we got similar qualities. Y'all don't look alike. Y'all don't have no similar qualities. Y'all don't have the same hair. I'm confused. No, I mean, we play the same, you mean? Oh, the same video game, 2K? Well, no, no, no. They got the same VC, bro. Everybody in the hoop circle tells us that we hoop the same, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Like, it's okay. Bro, it was a bet. I hate to break it to you on the pod, but it was a bet. Oh, was so it? So now I know everybody brag because I had to be real with you. Some bullshit. <laughs> it's like, no, that would be some wild shit now, wouldn't it? No, that'd be some wild ass shit. No, but. Awesome. Like, I would want Jason Tatum to win, but I just don't think, like, it, it's feasible. I think Dev Book probably going to win it. Like, Dev, like, Dev is a shooter, dog. Like, he's a yeah. shooter. Like, yeah. that shit is clean. Yeah, if I, if I were to take my if I were to take my, my selfish history one out of it, I'm usually pressed to go with who I think the best shooter is. And, like, Curry might not even really try in that joint. He clearly is, like, like he, he been... lose the clay every year. Yeah, like, he been... Like, ain't that some shit? Like, he's been in that joint seven times. If he wins, he wins. But, like, I would I would like to see Dev Book also win that joint because he's been getting slighted since he came that into corny the ass, That corny-ass ejection, too. Yeah, they, they got to do something about that. They got to do something about that because, like, you know, they, they, they could have brought it up in a better way on TNT. But they've been doing some drawing shit on TNT lately. And, like, your guy. That's your guy. That's your guy. Nah, that's your guy. Hey, but your guy, so he's your guy. He's from Jersey, and you have more friends from Jersey, therefore he's. No, I don't. No, I don't. You have way more friends from Jersey. I need a receipt. I need a receipt. You got like 20 friends from Jersey. Not true. They're all in your contact list. Not true. I have a section in my phone. I have a section in my phone for people who are from Jersey, and it's only about three. That's a lie. We can count it. You, some of your other friends, Atlanta City. <laughs> Atlantic City. Yeah. Your nah. toes in the sand. Nah. That was, that was that was for that was from work. This is this my yacht? This is my yacht. Nah. <laughs> but, but nah, like I just I, I just don't feel like I just don't feel what TNT be doing sometimes, like Shaq. Yeah. Jack and Chuck be coming from like the get off my lawn angle and like 
it ain't their fault. Like, you can't cast people who were super dominant in a sport and expect them to look at how they supposed to analyze the game without that dominant pair of sunglasses on. Yeah. Shaq, look at the game through the easy lens of how he played it. He ain't never going to come out and just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm here for big men shooting. I'm here for Joel Embiid shooting five, six threes a game. Shaq never had a chance to do it because he couldn't. So, like, of course, you're going to look at it differently. But at the same time, it's like, dog, you got to get with the program eventually. At some point, even if you don't feel it, you got to do better. Please? <laughs> Please. Like, I don't know how you – how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about the – because that, that's that's what everyone's been talking about lately. Oh, Shaq and them is drawing, da, 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 they being rude. And, like, I get the old head be hard on the next generation thing, but it's, like, it's a fine line between giving game and coming across as, like, being the hater old head. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really what the what the point is. Like, people are talking about – Oh, he hating or he drawn. I mean, like to a certain extent, he is. Like, I think he does need to reevaluate it. But also, like, that's also what he's getting paid to do. Like, TNT loves that shit. You wanna know why? Because it's bringing in ratings. People are more inclined to watch to see what bullshit he says next, and he's making money off of it. So at the end of the day, he's not going to change how he. Um, looks at the game and how he critiques these guys. And I think some of the guys also understands that you saw the way he was talking to Donovan Mitchell and Donovan Mitchell just took it. Donovan Mitchell took it, realized uh, Donovan Mitchell took it because he realized that one Shaq has a job that he's doing and that's part of his job. And two, he understands where that information is coming from. The thing about Shaq is he has to also understand, am I doing this? for clickbait and for my job purposes? Or do I actually give a fuck about these players and their development? And am I actually trying to help them be better players? Because if he, if that's what he's really trying to do and if that's what he really cares about, then I think he should also take into account and kind of think about how he is presenting the information that he does. Because not all of it is wrong, but it's the way he's presenting it. And it's the way that he's necessarily not taking into account that there's other things in this game that aren't the same as when he played. And so he has to, he has to, he has to, you know, take his thoughts with a grain of salt a little bit because look, it's a different game. It's not the same game that you played in the nineties, bro. It's not the same game that you played in the early two thousands. It's a different type of game and you have to adhere to that. Right. Like that, that learning curve is something that like, you know, not to say that he needs to have, but he has said something interesting. Like, you know, he talked, to some of his close people, you know, his folks and all that. And they were like, wow. yo, you need to go, you know, his mother, you know, you need to go a little, a little easier on, on these guys. And like, I don't know Shaq personally at all, but I know <laughs> when your mama tell you something, yeah. <laughs> you go listen. Yeah, now, yeah. whether or not you, you apply what she's saying is, is one thing. I probably would never go against that, that <laughs> those tips, but I got Shaq down for, for taking the tone down a little bit and having a different approach because it ain't like he'd be wrong with what he'd be saying most, exactly. most times. Exactly. But like you said, the way that he delivers it comes across as kind of like, oh, bro, what you talking about? And like the exchange him and Candace Parker and D-Way had, I think was super dope because Candace was breaking it down in a way that like people claim that they want to hear. And then when they hear it, they don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it's like, man, whatever. Like remember when Deshaun Watson was on the stage talking about, you know, double high safety's coming down and pressing this and doing all that. And all of a sudden it's, oh, Deshaun Watson is a super incredibly smart player. Like, duh, like that's his position. That's what he does. Like this common knowledge is just a different language for you. So when Candace Parker's out there telling Shaq how, how you can't pre-help and pre-rotate and, and jab and get back now because this, this, and this is different. Like she's not lying. <laughs> she's not lying. That's the game now. And like everybody on Twitter is like, oh, like she was ripping Shaq head off. And like, nah, she just was saying the facts. And Shaq happened to be wrong in that point because 
he's looking at it from the boxed in view of, oh, well, we want a championship with me sinking low on the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. It still should be applicable now. And everyone's like, listen, bro, you not picking and popping. <laughs> These bigs is picking, Jokic and Embiid is picking and popping just as much as they picking and rolling. Different game, brother. But I guess Candace ripped his head off. It's whatever, though, in that exchange, but it's just like, Everybody swears they want analysis until they start getting it and hearing stuff that they can't really recognize when it's just being said in that quick 30, 40 second bite. Mm-hmm. Then everything gets changed into place. Now, all of a sudden, like Shaq is the worst analyst ever and they need new people. Like, no, <laughs> Shaq and Chuck is who needs to be on that joint because they're going to keep it real even when people disagree because not everybody going to agree with you. It's okay. Yeah. That's the thing, though. I feel like also, like, I mean, that's a talent in its own to Candace, like being able to break down the play like that within a 30, 45 second span. I mean, but also people got to understand that, like, these players, like, they're students of the game. Like, they don't, they didn't just, she's not a great player just because she's a great player. Like, we didn't, we didn't just say, yeah. Uh, Candace, yep, we're going to deem her as being a great player. Like, no, she's a great player because she's a student of the game and she's a one-on-one. And she's she's one of the top-tier women to ever play the game. And, like, you don't become that by not knowing the game at a high level, not being able to understand why teams are icing screens and what that even means, like Mm – that's a whole different set of conversations that is probably going to be TBD because a lot of people don't want to grasp that type of stuff. At all. It's definitely probably going to be TBD. But we'll see, though, man. You know, I'm, I'm going to go. We're we going to see what we, we gonna see what these dudes do in All-Star Weekend. Hopefully something. Hopefully it's somewhat exciting. Yeah. Hopefully the jersey's not ass because lately I just want – I, all I've been wanting to do is just can can we just go back to the individual jerseys, home and away Jones? I like that too, but the jerseys are actually Indiana inspired because the All-Star game was supposed to be in Indiana. So they basically kind of look like Pacer uniforms. Yeah, I'm disgusted. In, 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 in I'm, I'm asleep. Sorry to disappoint you, but I'm asleep. Never mind. Might not even watch it. TBD site now. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this. What more can I say?